Welcome, welcome, Bloodbath fans. This is the special live event of Weekend Horror's 30th Bloodbath debate. Tonight, get ready for Weekend Horror's first ever Bloodbath Battle Royale. I am your ring host, Eugene, and this is Bloodbath. We'd also like to extend a huge welcome to our patron special guests, Bloodbath judges, God420, Travis Brown, and Josh Lee. Hi, guys. Hey, and, welcome. And also, Danny loves you. <laughs> 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 and without further ado, take it away, ring announcer. It's going to be a wild night tonight, Bloodbath fans, because we have not two, not three, but four horror icons in the arena tonight. And here come our killer contenders now. Represented by Johnny O, standing four feet tall and weighing in at 60 pounds, this little psychopath is the terror of any family unlucky enough to adopt him. Proficient in the perfect accident and absolutely incapable of empathy, by the time you realize it, it's already too late, it's Mikey Holt! And represented by JL, standing three foot four inches tall and weighing in at 38 pounds. He's proof that cosmic evil comes in the smallest packages. This titan of terror is, comes with devoted cultists, protective Rottweilers, and an uncanny ability to cause chaos everywhere. He's the literal antichrist, Damien Thorne. Represented by Eugene, standing five foot three inches tall and weighing in at 80 pounds, driven insane by a medical condition, this adult trapped in a child's body makes a feral, masks a feral zeal for murder under a guise of precocious innocence. She's the titular orphan, Lena Clammer, aka Esther Coleman. And represented by Angela, standing five feet tall and weighing in at 60 pounds, this diabolical master of manipulation stands as the dark priest of he who walks behind the rose. A compelling and intimidating speaker, his zealotry is only matched by his sacrificial bloodlust. It's the leader of the children of the corn, Isaac Croner. May the most sadistic psychopathic killer kid win. The official time. And rule keeper for our debate will be Weekend Horror producer and editor, Angela. Thank you, Eugene. Contestants, nothing is off limits. Use every weapon and trick in your arsenal, and the last one standing takes home the prize. Debaters will have one minute to, to first present their opening statements. Once all opening statements are made, then each will have three minutes to present their three best points. Once arguments are concluded, each debater will get three minutes to rebut the points from their opponents. Each will then conclude with a one-minute closing statement. For this battle royale, the order of debaters will be the order of winners starting with JL, followed by Johnny O, Eugene, and finally, Angela. Time will commence when you begin speaking. When many think of evil, their minds often conjure images of the devil, of excruciating pain and eternal suffering. But who can expect that the greatest evil would come in the smallest and most unassuming of packages? Lurking behind this cherubic mask and precocious attitude of young Damien Thorne is the prophesied subduer of the earth, the son of Satan, the Antichrist himself. While Damien's opponents may be unfettered by conscience or empathy and proficient in all manners of inventive death and destruction, none can match Damien for sheer coincidental chaos. Damien Thorne, who will sit by with a smirk as all manner of accidents and misfortune befall his aggressors. Such has been foretold, so shall it be. Thank you, JL. 
Johnny O, you're up. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wanted a child but couldn't get one the natural way? It happens. So you go to your adoption center, and sitting in front of you is the sweet-looking, unassuming little boy with a smile of gold. What you don't see is the evil that not even the future priestess of the Leviathan can defeat. Little Mikey. Cross him, and you'll soon see just how proficient the little pyromaniac is with knives, a bow and arrow, slingshots, electricity. All the other combatants here have nice little picadillos about it, but none of them here are as cunning. None of them here are as ruthless as little Michael. Thank you, Johnny O. Eugene, you're up. Esther Coleman is the worst case scenario in any form of adoption. A twist that no one could ever possibly see coming. Aside from the fact that out of all the contestants, she is a grown 33-year-old adult. She is also ruthless, brutal, lacks empathy in any way whatsoever, to the point that she will even willing to kill kids, stage accident, and is proficient in actually several forms of weaponry. On that, with her psychoticness, she goes through and tries to actually seduce the, she actually tries to seduce the family. This is the worst nightmare, the worst case scenario that you can have. I give you Esther Coleman. And go ahead, Angela. Murder, human sacrifices, and devout child cultists are just some of the things that come to mind when you think about Isaac Croner. He's just a small town child preacher in Gatlin, Nebraska. All the kids knew him, trusted him, because who wouldn't trust a preacher that God was speaking through? When he was chosen by he who walks behind the rose, it was with this trust that, he, that allowed him to orchestrate the murder of all the adults in town. He convinced the kids to kill their own parents. And when they came of age, they willingly sacrificed themselves. So hide your mom, hide your dad, because the kids are coming for you. Okay, JL, you are up. There are three primary reasons why Damien will take this his infernal crown in this fight. The first is that while on his own, while his own powers have not yet come into being, Damien is seemingly protected by a ward of chaos. Accidents befall anyone attempting to or who may attempt to harm or expose his identity. Mysterious falls, car accidents, falling debris, or even freak storms could potentially occur to anyone seeking the young devil boy out. Timing, fortitude, and above all, the highest of faith are needed to have a snowball's chance in hell at tackling the Antichrist. But sometimes, not even that is enough. Just ask Keith Jennings and Father Brennan. The second is that while Damien's body can die, it takes a very specific method to fully destroy him. Eliminating his physical form only allows his spirit to manifest in another child to ensure the prophecy comes to fruition. Only with the seven daggers of Megiddo, used in precise order, can Damien be truly defeated. Otherwise, his infernal jackal-born hybrid biology makes him virtually immune to all poisons and toxins and provides him a limited healing ability. 
And the last point is that of Damien's protectors. As Damien has not come fully into his identity and powers yet, he is still essentially just a child. But where his unique biology of the pit and his protective wards might fail, his bodyguards may in fact succeed. The last line of defense against all aggressors, holy or otherwise, Miss Baylock and the Hellhound will give their lives to protect their charge. Only the strongest and smartest would have a hope of getting past these diabolical servants of the pit. Thank you, JL. Johnny O, you are up. At first glance, Mikey's small stature might seem to be something to exploit, but this would be one of his greatest assets. While you're busy attempting to thwart, to thwart the mischievous antics of the good son or trying to sacrifice the Antichrist, Mikey will be systematically killing your family with whatever he can seem to find. And while you're distracted with the unsettling advances of Esther, Mikey will be pushing Henry off a cliff. I'm sure many of you think that Mikey has a disadvantage to all the others as they're either protected by the devil, big whoopty, show signs of great ingenuity, or have some supernatural flag connection. But what you may be forgetting is that Mikey strikes when you least expect it. Mikey will wait until Rhoda needs a bath and toss her radio into it. Finally, Mikey is young enough to gain the attention and trust of the other more charismatic of the combatants. Isaac will be so enamored with Mikey's willingness to keep the age line under puberty, and this will, be, this will prove to be Isaac's downfall. As Isaac continues to divert his attention to the other children, Mikey will easily lure Isaac to his death, utilizing he who walks behind the rose, which brings me to Mikey's most dangerous trait, his ability to manipulate the situation. Mikey will have all the other combatants pitted against each other while picking them off systematically one by one with either a slingshot, a well-placed arrow, or those jamming tunes from your radio. I just want to let the clock run out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, I yield. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny O. <laughs> Eugene, you're up. <laughs> Esther has one thing that is unique versus all of these other kids. It's the fact that she's not one. Despite having a childlike body, her mind is of the mind of a 33-year-old adult who can actually form complex plans and actually do learn how and do research in ways that a simple child, such as a 10 and 12-year-old, just can't. She can form more complex plans, go for more strategy, and think in the long run. She knows how to manipulate adults in the situation because she is an adult. But the fact that most adults don't know that, so she can still use, like as Mikey said, use her childlike body to her advantage. So she can actually have the best of both worlds. Second of all is Esther is actually proficient with weaponry. As we see her use a revolver several times in terms of unloading it and loading it, which means that she has experience with weaponry and is actually able to shoot. On top of that, we also see her use knives on several occasions. So as they try to as these others try to use their charm and their childlike abilities, she can just shoot them in the face. And in, and in terms of some of their other abilities, she also has the ability to stage accidents. In fact, she will use some of the kids to stage an accident for another kid, knocking two birds out 
with one stone. And the fact that she is actually willing to kill the other daughter, Max, means she has no empathy for children. So there's no way to manipulate her in terms of using their childlike abilities. So while they go and they fight, she'll take them all out, one by one, shot by shot. All right, Angela, whenever you're ready. Isaac is a leader of a cult that has the backing of a demon. As we see in the movie, he who walks behind the rose has full control over Galen. I mean, this includes weather patterns, uh, changing signs to get people turned around, making it impossible to try and navigate in or out of the town. He can make dark clouds or fog roll up on it. He can cause lightning to strike and burn down the building you are in. We can even see that when Malachi turns on him because he's jealous um, and tries to sacrifice Isaac, that the demon just simply possesses him, which gives him an array of powers, including super strength. So Damien would not stand a chance because he's just like five years old with a big dog and a nanny. Okay, I mean, this kid freaks out at the mere sight of a church. He's like shaking his booties, freaking out, crying. Yeah, sure, he's the Antichrist. Big whoop. I mean, we, we might try to make it work at first, but can you imagine what kind of rewards we would get for sacrificing such a powerful entity? And yes, he is a little bit difficult because he has to be killed in a specific way, but pretty certain... God will show us how. Mikey, a little bit more of a challenge. Sure, he's great at manipulation with adults. He is trash when he's trying to manipulate other children, and that is all we're working with here. Sure, he's very strong patent because he, I mean, sure, he likes to electrocute and crossbow, and he's kind of stealthy too, but he might take out a couple of my cult followers, but ultimately he would be sacrificed. Esther, interesting case because while she does look like a child, she's actually a grown woman. And just like a treehouse, no adults allowed. I don't even see her as a real major threat. Yeah, she uses intimidation and threats to get her away with her brother and sister, but Isaac and his followers literally wiped out an entire town of adults with no regrets. And on top of it, they're willing to sacrifice themselves for the cause. Ultimately, Isaac comes out the winner. JL, whenever you're ready. Esther poses no more threat to Damien than any other adult. Prone to fits of emotional rage and loss of control, Esther is easily manipulated and despite her cleverness, she would quickly fall prey to her own instabilities. Manipulated into either defending Damien herself, walking blindly into an accident, or myopically getting herself taken down by Damien's protectors. While Esther is dangerous, her own explosively reactive nature would leave her face down and sunk. Isaac presents a fairly different kind of challenge. As the high priest of He Who Walks Behind the Rose, Isaac's power of extended life manipulation and persuasiveness can convert even the most staunch disbeliever, leaving them open to physical and mental assault by his false agricultural god. While Damien's protectors could hold off the envious Malachi and the wayward children of the corn, it would be Damien's chaos warning and subtle manipulation of Malachi's weakness of envy that would protect him from Isaac and leave him steamed and buttered for the devil's dinner table. 
And there is no doubt Mikey is truly dangerous. Cold, calculating, merciless, and absolutely sociopathic. The little tyke can manipulate her charm this profoundly unattached. Not little can manipulate her charm this profoundly unattached and cold-blooded killer. While Mikey is proficient in range weaponry and the masterminding and masterminding the perfect accident, ultimately he is just a child, and it would be the evil Mrs. Baylock or and Damien's own hybrid physiology that would defeat him. Because while Mikey is a proficient killer, his victims know his strengths are in stealth and ambush. A two-front assault on the Antichrist would leave this burgeoning Iceman cold in the dirt. Thank you, JL. Johnny O, you're up. Let's start with the most dangerous of adversaries in Damien. Now, my opponent here would like to say, oh, well, the Mrs. Baylock has got him protected. Mrs. Baylock is a 90-year-old woman who is one little marble slip away from breaking her fucking hip. Done, son. And as far as a little puppy dog, yeah, we'll just use Mikey's crossbow or we'll use... I don't know, but a slingshot. Dog's done. Bye. See ya. Moving on to Isaac. Isaac's problem is that he's getting too old. So therefore, he who walks amongst the rows is going to take care of him himself. Because he's going to be above that threshold. What does Mikey have to do except focus his attentions elsewhere? Which brings me to my good buddy Eugene down here and his Esther, who is an adult. An adult woman. We all see what happens to adult women who do not return Mikey's love and affection. They are either electrocuted, shot in the face with a fucking marble, or drowned. Take your pick. Esther is not immune to any one of these things, that she is just a human. And Eugene did bring up a good point about how Esther is good with a gun. Mikey is good with anything. Anything. Hair dryer. Done, son. We're good to go. Mikey is truly the most dangerous predator amongst all of these little kids and the one adult. Thank you, Johnny O. Eugene, you're up. See, what a lot of my uh, co-hosts will have you think is that Esther is the one of the weakest ones. But in fact she would actually be able to twist that to her advantage because of her ability to strategize. Because good old Damien doesn't like churches. It would be a shame if we staged a conflict in a church. It would be such a shame. And talking about how Damien has to be killed a certain way, I think an adult will probably figure out the order a lot faster than a, another kid. And due to her bits of rage, that also makes her unpredictable. So that you don't know exactly how she's going to come in and she's going to come in and attack. And then you go and you look at Mikey. And though Mikey is really good at manipulating adults, struggles on manipulating kids, which Esther keeps close to the chest. She only reveals the fact that she's an adult when it's at the most advantageous time. Mikey would never even know that he's dealing with adults until it was far, far, far too late. And I think in terms of Isaac, and Isaac has tons of parlor tricks and all those other kind of flashy things like changing the weather. Well, the thing is, Esther, Esther knows exactly how to strategize 
to manipulate that situation to her advantage because it would be a shame if I don't know if an accident happened, say through Max in front of Isaac or something like that. You don't know what what can possibly happen. But the thing is, is this: Esther will be able to figure out ways to kill every single one of them, and she will use everything in her arsenal arsenal to her advantage. So I don't care about your supernatural powers and kind of stuff or how to manipulate. She has the both of both. She has the best of both worlds. When it's when it is an it was advantageous for enough to be a kid, she can be a kid. When it's best for her to be an adult, she can be an adult. And she can easily flip-flop between the two. All right, Angela, whenever you're ready. Like I said, Isaac has the backing of a demon. Okay, so if you want to say that Esther can hide her true age, that's bullshit. You can't. Demon will let me know, hey, that bitch needs to be sacrificed. We D up in the corn, all crucified, and you're going to be like, oh, no, and bye-bye, Esther. Okay. <clears throat> Damien, little brat, scaredy cat. While I do have, the, Isaac does have the backing of a demon and, you know, churches and stuff, it's not going to... Uh, pose an issue because we are for the most part still human and we can catch a little five-year-old get rid of your nanny and your dog the cultists do not have problems getting rid of animals trust me and uh i'm quite certain we'll figure out how to get your weird um biology under control stabby stabby by damien and next is Mikey. Now, Mikey does pose a problem because he is a slippery little shit. He is. He is really good at improvisational weapons, which does pose a limited problem. But um, cultists are creative. So I'm, I'm and we've got numbers. So I don't really find that as an issue. Alrighty, JL. Closing statement time. Make it work. It has been stated that you cannot fight destiny. And while Damien himself does not cut an imposing figure, he is destined to bring about the apocalypse. If his own father couldn't defeat him, even with the daggers in hand, what hope would a cadre of knee-high psychopathic miscreants have? Sure, they can hold their own, maybe even get in a shot or two, but eventually time will run out, fate will have its final say, and these tiny terrors will find themselves at fate's mercy. Destroyed by their own merciless inventiveness, taken out by Damien's protectors, or maybe just the right stumble at the right time over the right precipice. And it's a long way down into hell. But don't worry yourselves, the Master will be attending to you shortly. Thank you, JL. Johnny O. As all of my fellow debaters have presented well-thought-out arguments, none of them have conclusively demonstrated how their combatant could remove the threat of Mikey. With Mikey's cunning nature, none of the other combatants stand a chance. As the tagline says, remember, Jason and Freddy were kids once, too. Thank you, Johnny O. Eugene. Esther is by far the worst nightmare. 
the worst case scenario against any child that you can possibly go against on it. She's intelligent. She knows how to manipulate. She can use weapons. She can stage accidents. And she will be able to figure out how to take each and every opponent down one by one. Or sometimes using one as a human shield for the other. But either way, it will all end the same with Esther on top. And I yield. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> Very poor choice of words. Very poor choice of words. I accept your defeat. <laughs> Angela, whenever you're ready. Like I said before, Isaac is a leader. I mean, he is down with murder, human sacrifice. He's got followers that that charisma, you know, you just can't buy it. <laughs> He has no problem with orchestrating these cultists to do what he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. Even Malachi himself could not kill him. Isaac is the clear winner. Thank you. All right. Well, excellent arguments, everybody. So now, well, first thing we're going to do, because we are live, we did run a poll. We ran a poll in the live chat to deter to see what the live audience thought. Uh-oh. And, oh, no. um, <laughs> out of all the votes, out of all the votes tallied, um, and I'm going to end the poll here in just a second in case somebody else wants to get a vote in real quick. But of all the votes tallied, I think we are good. And I'm going to end the poll now. So of all the of all the of all the votes tallied, it had Damien at fifty percent. 50% uh, were rooting for Damien. 25% were rooting for Isaac. And Esther and Mikey were tied for 12%. So, yeah. that is the, the, so that's the live chat has spoken. So About that's just I the poll. Expected. But what this, what this comes down to is what our judges think. So let's go one at a time. We'll go top to bottom and find out from our judges what their rulings are. Oh, so no, Trav- we're, we're not going to let them deliberate, huh? We're going to sit here and have to listen to our ass whoopings by the judges? Pretty so, much. So, Travis, we'll start with you. Brutal give for us, my give first us, one. Give us your take. Well, as far as I get this. Okay, let's see. Mikey, getting, Mikey killing people with music. That's so stupid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he was going to kill him with music. I said he was going to kill him with the thing that makes the music. <laughs> Well, whatever. It's in disbelief. Okay. Well, honestly, all four of you did pretty good with your statements, your closing statements, your arguments. But there were three that stand out the most to me. Isaac, Esther, and Damien. Now, of the three, who is the ultimate? Well, it can't be Isaac. Because Isaac... It's a he may be a leader, but he's mortal. Uh, so you got you got and you got Esther, immortal. To, she's not she's not immortal. She's not immortal. She's mortal. She could be killed like the rest of anybody. Uh, I mean, her twist is pretty good, but we honestly believe she can that she can always can be uh, going back. Now, Damien, uh, <laughs> there is a immortal person right there, because uh, he's the Antichrist. He has the pa- he can have the power of the devil when he grows up. Uh, I mean, 
he's the ultimate uh, child killer. Uh, he could kill, I mean, even as adults, he could still kill children uh, and adults too. Uh, and who could, who could ever kill him? Who could ever know where to place the seven swords? Uh, I mean, how can you do, you know? Uh, Gregory Peck did, sir. Well, <laughs> he did. And if it hadn't I, been for a well-timed police officer, he would have gotten away with it too. Well, <laughs> well, you forgot Lee Schreiber tried to do it too. Uh, you forgot Sabretooth tried to do right. it. You're right. We did forget it's about true. Lee Schreiber. In that yeah. Movie. yeah. Forget, forget so, uh, in all honesty, uh, and I hope all some of it might agree, even the light chat might agree, it probably hopes all the light chat might agree, that Damien <laughs> is the ultimate killer. Um, he's the Antichrist. He's the devil's son. The devil is all powerful. The devil believed to be all powerful. Uh, so, in conclusion, I pick Damien. Uh, okay. Thank you, Travis. God for 20, what's your take? Well, sadly for the other guys, I'm also going to be backing Damien due to his satanic powers himself. You can't kill Satan. <laughs> <laughs> He's too damn cruel to kill. Don't kill Satan. Unless you're the Winchester brothers. Uh, that's that's how you could kill him. The Win All right. Thank you, God for 20. And Josh Lee, what is your take on this bloodbath experience? Oh, we got you muted. Well, I was going to say, you guys did, all did well with your presentations. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at potential here. Because, you know, you know, the kids, so what's going to happen down the road kind of thing. Esther's already grown pretty much. So I just kind of saw her as more, you know, Soviet type thing, kind of thing. You took the bat, you know, I was trained, I all this other stuff, whatever. I think. You know, they, they made the point. Just wait, wait a year or two and then he's old to be the leader anymore and they have to do them out. Nike had a good chance because, you know, he, he really doesn't have anything else going for him other than he's a psychopath and a psychopath. So, you know, but let's let see if the other guys are going to chat. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to spawn the Satan here. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot they talk about the spawn of Satan. He's supposed to rule the world. He's supposed to take it over and, you know, destroy it ultimately. So, I mean, and he's just starting out. He doesn't even recognize he said jail, but he hasn't really come into his own, doesn't realize what his full extent of his powers yet. So, I'm gonna, uh, it was a close thing, but I'm gonna have to go with Satan. I gotta have to go with Damien. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> well, I told you this was gonna to. be a massacre. You could just. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Isaac's still uh, right. well, I, there'll be no living with him after this, guys. <laughs> I was just gonna say, if it wasn't for the supernatural powers, I would have gotten with Mikey. Mikey was my was my biggest concern. Mikey is is dangerous. Mikey's Mikey's. Really is Ultra dangerous. No, oh. <laughs> I knew when Johnny O watched that movie. Finally, he's going, "Oh shit, this little." Yeah, this little no. no, I watched the movie and said, oh, "Well, I'm gonna make it a, I'll make it a good showing." But ultimately, Damien's gonna win. He's a goddamn antichrist. <laughs> I still think, I still think, with appropriate argumentation, I could have lost this debate. I think, I think, Ooh, there, I think Isaac. Mother. 
Huh? <laughs> argumentation. You tell me I didn't put up a good argument. Give you. You did. You did. It was. It was fun. It, I enjoyed it. It's it the Antichrist it versus fine. people. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's a five-year-old kid, and he can still be taken down. You just, you, know, you just Who have to cut give you people in half with a fucking elevator. He didn't do that. That wasn't him. That's like saying that gravity kills you when you push someone out of a building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bullet in the fall killed him. Yeah. The act, okay, so that, that's what I was bringing up. It's not Damien that's doing it. Is it that chaos surrounds him? Is that accidents befall people who get too close? Don't but, you understand yeah, that's you got worse? Some, you got some, like, Final Destination shit happening, too. Like... <laughs> That bullet just fell out of my gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little kid accidentally murdering everybody I walk around. Yay! Do, 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 do. Yay. <laughs> it's Can all I for you, Damien. Ice cream? It's all for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man! So this was this was a this was a fun time. This was a good one. This little live event that we did here, uh, and I think uh, the winner's been decided both by the live audience and, of course, by our special guest judges. Um, Thank you very much, Damien's going to take this one home. Yay! This is how JL stacks the deck against us all. He gives himself and his and his uh, his spouse lady. <laughs> two. Spouse lady. It's like, hey, we're going to give us number one, number two. Everybody else going to have numbers twelve through fifteen. So this this would have been this would have been really interesting. Unfortunately, we had two we had two members of Weekend Horror who couldn't join us tonight. We had Alex is currently um, out Lost out to sea. sea. Lost in season or I'm not 100% In the sure. middle of an ocean is what he said. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and then really Island with a ball named Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, um, and Aaron fell sick, uh, so he wasn't able to join us because we were going to have Henry from The Good Son and we were going to have Rhoda from The Bad Seed as a part of this as well. All little psychopaths uh, in their own right. Uh, who knows? Who I mentioned and every I mentioned everybody in my argument. You actually did. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. I was going to say, hopefully it's not within a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining. This was an absolute blast. I hope we get to do this again as far as a special event. I hope that everybody in the live chat uh, enjoyed this. I want to say hi real quick to everybody. I saw Randomly Speaking was in the house as well as Surf. Good to see you. Donnie does that as well. Thank you so much for coming out. Cindy Johnson and Robert Caslow, we appreciate you all being here. Jinju as well. And Extra J and Mystique Tina Jones all hung out with us and wrote it no less name to you as well. Thank you so much for being here. I saw Elizabeth Sylvester pop in there towards the end, as well as Charlie Welch, the only man on the internet you never make a bet with. Jinju and NANA, one of our long uh, time patrons. Thank you all so much for all your support. We do appreciate this. This was the first big live bloodbath debate. We wanted to test it live, see how everybody reacted to it, see what y'all thought. And of course, uh, get a chance to kind of like see the, see how we do this in the studio before it goes to the editing suite and gets taken care of. So this was an absolute blast. A lot of fun. Hope people enjoyed on the replay. Um, so thank you. A big special thank you. A big round of applause to, uh, Travis God420 and Josh Lee for coming out and hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Golf clap. Golf clap. Golf clap. Beatnik snap. <laughs> we absolutely appreciate it so eugene i'll give it to you to take us home and that horror fiends concludes another glorious bloodbath debate a huge thank you to our special patron judges for joining us let us know in the comments or we at gmail.com if you agree 
or disagree with the results. And if you enjoyed this live event, stay tuned when we announce our next combatants. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next month. And Betty loves you. Betty loves you. <laughs> <laughs>